Good morning, everyone. It's uh, lovely to be with you here on this lovely, sunny September morning. Could this not have happened, like, in the summer? Which would have been lovely, you know, but never mind. I've just got back off a very wet two weeks on a narrow boat, got absolutely drenched to the skin, but never mind. It was all good fun. So, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Rachel. I'm the uh, Children's Families and Youth Missioner here at Christchurch. And this morning is our all-age service. We're coming to the last in our series on parables. Today, we're going to be looking at the parable of the rich fool and thinking about being grateful for what we have and not being greedy and wanting more. And uh, Ben is going to unpack that passage for us a little bit later on. Let's uh, just take a moment to prepare ourselves to worship our Lord this morning. Lord, we ask that you will meet with us today. We ask that during this time we will hear your voice and you will stir our hearts to focus on you and the things that we have. We know at times we don't do this and so we come now to confess the things that we've done wrong and ask you to take those things away from us. We come to you in sorrow for our sins, for turning away from you and ignoring your will for our lives. Father, forgive us, save us and help us. For behaving just as we wish, without thinking of you. Father, forgive us, save us and help us. For failing you by what we do and think and say, Father, forgive us, save us and help us. For letting ourselves be drawn away from you by temptations in the world about us, Father, forgive us, save us and help us. For living as if we were ashamed to belong to your Son, Father, forgive us, save us and help us. Amen. So this morning, we're going to be thinking about the fact that today is uh, the beginning of September. It's a new term for a lot of people. And so we're going to be blessing the backpacks. So I did send out in the uh, MailChimp and on Facebook as well, um, asking people if they're starting something new, a new school, a new school year, a new uni year, anything new, a new job or a new ministry, because that might be happening in your life at the moment as well. And so if you've got a bag with you this morning, we would love to bless the bag. If you haven't got your bag, but you know you're going to be starting something new, we would still love to bless you as well. We'd love to pray for you by if you could stand up where you are. Ben's eager to go because he started a new job. So Ben, set set the precedent, stand up for me. Okay, anyone else? Starting a new ministry, thank you, wonderful. Right, let's think about this moment. Think about the fact that we are going into a new year. It might be a new job, it might be a new school, it might be just a new school year, it might be a new ministry that God's called you into. Whatever it is, God wants to bless you in that and we want to, as a church, collectively pray for you. So let us pray for these people standing up and for all those who are not here this morning but may well be standing at home when they're listening to this later. So let's pray. 
God of love, we believe that you are the source of all wisdom, peace and true happiness. We pray for all of those standing here this morning who are beginning a new thing. We pray for anyone starting a new school year, job, new ministry. We ask you to bless them. We pray that they will go with open minds and open hearts. May it be a year of promise for each one of them and for all who will guide and teach them. May they continue to grow in knowledge, wisdom and love for God and one another. Send down your blessing on these bags and backpacks and the people standing here who haven't got them and all who carry them during this next year. When they feel nervous about what they're doing, may they be filled with God's peace. When they are distracted, may the light of God's wisdom give them focus. And when they feel tired, may God's Holy Spirit fill them with energy. May their minds always be open to learning. May their friends always build them up. And may they be a friend who supports and encourages. May they always be aware of God's loving presence in every moment of every day. And may they bring that loving presence to everyone they meet. May Almighty God bless you. Amen. Amen. Father, we give you thanks for this parable told us by Jesus. And I pray you'd help us learn from it this morning. Amen. Have you ever blurted something out and then lived to regret it? Bobby's nodding her head quite much. Uh, When I was much, much younger, my parents took my sister and me to London to visit some friends that uh, my dad, who's a vicar, had trained with. And uh, as we walked to their flat through the streets of London, I saw some graffiti. There's a funny word in it that I'd never seen before. I was rather fascinated by this word, uh, uh, six-year-old Ben. And of course, I repeated it as soon as we arrived. I'm not sure I'll ever forget the silence that followed me repeating this graffiti. As far as I remember, we never visited those friends again, uh, one of whom is now a bishop. The reading today begins with someone blurting out a question to Jesus from the crowd, and he shouts out, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. I hope he later regretted blurting that out, because that means he understood the parable Jesus told. You see, there was a rich man with lots of fields. So he was already rich in Jesus' parable. And then he had a colossal crop, a humongous harvest. So much that he would never have to work again. Wouldn't that be nice? The modern version of this perhaps isn't to do with crops, but with houses. There was a farmer who lived near where my parents live, and he sold his farms a few years ago that now have 5,000 houses on them. Uh, He lives on a a Caribbean island. (laughs) Jealous? I wonder what you would do if you lucked out like that farmer or the rich man in Jesus' story. If I'm honest, my first instinct would probably be the same as that rich man. He said, I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. Sounds rather good, doesn't it? Never-ending holiday. I wonder what you dream of. 
I dream of a nice cottage with the sea on one side and mountains the other. And what you dream of. Except, as Jesus said, life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. There is more to life than having the right phone in your hand, a TV in your bedroom, the right console under the TV, the right label on your clothes, the right trainers on your feet. One reason I hated non-school uniform days when I was growing up was because I didn't have any of that, and I wanted it so badly. Because that's the problem with stuff. Whether you have it or you don't have it, it's easy to become obsessed with it. And then we lose sight of what actually matters. The problem isn't the stuff itself. The problem is our attitude to it. The problem is what it does to us. You see, the man who blurted that question out from the crowd, he was more interested in getting half of his dead parents' estate than he was in grieving for them or in repairing his relationship with his brother. The problem with the rich man in Jesus' story wasn't the fact that he was very rich, but his attitude. Listen to what he says. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain, and I'll say to myself, it's all about him. It's all he cared about. I don't know if you've seen Finding Nemo. Seen Finding Nemo? One of my favourite scenes uh, is the bit with the seagulls. Some of you know what I'm talking about, where Nemo is sort of flapping around on the jetty and he gets seen by a seagull. What does the seagull say? Mine. 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 And there's this whole flock of seagulls here. Mine. 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 My favourite bit's when they fly into the sail and all their beats go, mine, 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 mine. Jesus said, don't be like the seagulls in Finding Nemo. Well, we might have done. I don't know if you've seen it. He would have done. He would have said that. Don't be like the seagulls. Instead, he says, be rich towards God. Think to yourself, what matters to God? And then be rich in that. Be rich in being generous. Be rich in being kind and compassionate. Be rich in being obedient and faithful to God's way of life. Be rich in prayer. I think that's the phrase I've had. On, I've, I've sort of had a phrase on the tip of my tongue all week. I've not been quite sure what it was. Um, and then this morning I was sort of sitting down, and that is what I think it is. Be rich in prayer. Whatever we are starting, whatever we're restarting, even if we're not starting or restarting something, but just carrying on as before, doesn't really matter. Let us be rich in prayer. Why? Because prayer helps us stay focused on what God cares about. Prayer helps us stay focused on God and on what matters to him. So let's, friends, be rich towards God and let's be rich in prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you with thanks in our hearts for the many blessings we have received from your hand. We thank you for life and breath, for friends and family, for our homes, for our church community. We thank you that we can once again meet together in this 
us to worship you. We thank you most of all for Jesus Christ our Saviour and Lord, for his closeness, for his love, for his standing by us through good times and the bad times and the ordinary times. We thank you that Jesus died on the cross to take away our sins, to bring us back home to yourself, to put us in a right relationship with you as your children. We enjoy many material blessings, but we're desperately sad when we see the pain and suffering, the injustice and brutality in the world. Think especially of the people of Afghanistan, the government there, and pray that somehow your will and your kingdom will come to that place and that the people there will enjoy peace and freedom. We ask for your kingdom to come more and more into the world. We pray that people in authority will be moved to make wise and just decisions based on the needs of others rather than from selfish motives. We pray for those who govern our country and our city. We ask you to be with them as they have to make difficult decisions. We pray for those in pain and those whose lives have been suddenly shattered. Help them gather the fragments to start again. Give them courage and hope. In a moment of quietness, we remember before you those whom we know who need your healing touch. We pray for everyone who's never yet heard of Jesus and all those who don't yet know how much God loves them. Enable us to use each opportunity we are given to show God's love in our behaviour. Help us to be friendly and kind to one another and to others we will meet this week. If we have to face danger or make decisions that are difficult, give us courage to do what we know is right. Help us to remember that everything we do can be offered to you as an act of worship. Lord, we do not always find it easy to recognise your coming to us. Therefore, when our spirits are downcast, reveal yourself to us afresh. Open our eyes to undiscovered secrets of your word and set our hearts on fire with love and send us on our way rejoicing. For your great name's sake. Amen. We now join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We go into the world to walk in God's light, to rejoice in God's love and to reflect God's glory. Go in peace to love and serve the world. In the name of Christ. Amen.